Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. So we're starting our book, In Heavenly Places, and this is January 1. Our exalted privilege, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 tells us, But God, who was rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. As God raised Christ from the dead, that he might bring life and immortality to light through the gospel, and thus save his people from their sins, so Christ has raised fallen human beings to spiritual life, quickening them with his life, filling their hearts with hope and joy. Christ gave himself for the redemption of the race that all who believe in him may have everlasting life. So our everlasting life is a gift from Christ to all who believe in him. Otherwise, there is no everlasting life, is there? Those who appreciate this great sacrifice receive from the Savior that most precious of all gifts, a clean heart. They gain an experience that is more valuable than gold or silver or precious stones. And I would just say here that we'll have a clean heart, but that doesn't mean that we have forgotten the, thing, forgotten the things that we have done or don't feel bad about them anymore until everything's over and uh, the Lord will destroy all sin and sinners. Our memory of those things will be gone. We will forget the shame of our youth and the sorrow of our widowhood. But until then, the Lord has given us a clean heart. And we can trust that it's true. And every time Satan throws one of your bad memories at you, just give it to Jesus. So I'm going to continue reading. They gain an experience that is more valuable than gold or silver or precious stones. They sit together in heavenly places in Christ, enjoying in communion with him the joy and peace that he alone can give. Faith is ours to exercise and feelings are God's to give. Remember that because we're not always going to feel those feelings and we can't stop trusting just because we don't, okay? He alone can give that joy and peace. They love him with heart and mind and soul and strength, realizing that they are his blood-bought heritage. Their spiritual eyesight is not dimmed by worldly policy or worldly aims. They are one with Christ as he is one with the Father. Yeah, he is one with the Father in purpose and principle and goals, right? Not because they're one body, physical body. They have their own bodies. They're two separate beings. So we're going to be one with Christ the way that he's one with the Father. Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. You ready to be peculiar? Oh, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about being peculiar. It's really okay. Being zealous of good works. That's Titus 2.14. He made an offering so complete that through his grace, everyone may reach the standard of perfection. His offering was so complete that through his grace, we must have his grace that we can reach a standard of perfection. Okay, <clears throat> I'll just say here, um, when you get to thinking about perfection, probably our mind goes directly to absolute perfection and only God has absolute perfection. 
We are perfect in our sphere. This is a different thing. We will continue to grow throughout eternity to be more and more like the Lord, but he has absolute perfection. So when the Bible says that we are to be perfect as he is, he's perfect in his sphere and we will be perfect in ours where we have a right to exist and live. And that means to be complete. All right, so where was I? Um, Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works, Titus 2.14. He made an offering so complete that through his grace, everyone may reach a standard of perfection. Of those who receive his grace and follow his example, it will be written in the book of life, complete in him without stain or spot. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, Ephesians 1.3. What is there left for us to ask that is not included in this merciful, abundant provision? Through the merits of Christ, I'll say that again, through the merits of Christ, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's why we have the faith of Jesus. It's our privilege to draw nigh to God, to breathe in the atmosphere of his presence. Nothing short of abiding in the presence of Christ will bring peace, freedom, courage, and power. So you know, sometimes we're confused about what work God does and what work Christ does. And we read in that first paragraph, some of the things, one of the things anyways, the first paragraph tells us that God the Father raised Christ from the dead. And I just want to explain here, John 10, 18 reveals Christ telling us that he had authority to lay down his life. And you recall that he went into the Father's glory around his throne three times to get agreement and permission to give his life for us <clears throat> and God at that time gave him authority to die for our sins and Jesus also said in John 10 18 that he had authority or permission from his father to take back his life when his father raised him so so that's how we can know God the father is the one who raised Christ there are people who say Jesus raised himself that he waited for his father to give him back his life and raise him um so God the Father raised Christ from the dead so that he, God the Father, could bring life and immortality to us. God couldn't give us life and immortality unless Christ gave his life and then was raised from the dead. If Christ did not raise from the dead, then he would not have lived the perfect life and then God would have nothing to give us. But he can now do it because of Christ's mission and work. Because as Jesus was raised from the dead, we can be raised from being dead in sin and trespasses, as well as death. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 tells us, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We're, we're all dead in trespasses and sins. There's not one person alive or anyone on this planet who's ever not been dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So we just identified here that Satan is the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. So Satan is a spirit. He's an angel. They're ministering spirits. He's an angel as well. He's a spirit. God is spirit, the Bible tells us. So 
in time past we walked according to the course of this world. But Jesus gives us the victory. So because of Christ's perfect life and his death to pay our debt, God can give us new life and victory over sin. And at the end, raise us up to immortality. We read that Christ's work is to raise us to spiritual life, quickening us with his life and filling our hearts with hope and joy. Our verse today told us that we were raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And 1 John chapter 5, verse 20 tells us that we may know him that is true. We're in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. So this is a verse that can be confusing as well. When we know him that is true, is that God the Father? And we are in him that is true? That's uh, Is that God the Father or is that Christ? It says even in his son, Jesus Christ. So we're in Christ. And I think 1 John 5 in one of the verses says, As thou, Father, art in me and I in you, that they may be one in us, that we also are in Christ Jesus. Titus 2.14 says, Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. You ready to be peculiar? I don't mind. They can consider us you know, fringe lunatics. It's all right with me, right? So we read that of those who receive his grace and follow his example, it will be written in the book of life, complete in him without spot or stain. Hallelujah. Wow, praise the Lord. You might be asking, how do I do that? How do I do that? You don't. What you do is come to Jesus in repentance, in prayer. Give him your whole heart. Begin to obey wherever you understand that obedience is required. And Jesus will begin to work in your life. You cooperate. When he says no, accept it and say yes, Lord. When he opens a door, go through it. It may look hard, but you can do it. He'll give you strength to go through that door, whatever door he opens. The key word is surrender and then trust him, believe him, obey him, love him. He is your life. It's our privilege to draw nigh to God every day. In fact, we need to every day. And breathe in the atmosphere of his presence. Nothing short of abiding in the presence of Christ will bring peace, freedom, courage and power okay i'm going to play a little song for you and that's going to be to close today rather than a prayer because i believe this song is um it'll be a blessing you'll be blessed by it it's by chris rice come to jesus Precious blood is washed. 
washed away the stain. So sing to Jesus, sing to Jesus, sing to Jesus, and live. And like a newborn baby, don't be afraid to crawl. And remember when you walk, sometimes we fall. So fall on Jesus, fall on Jesus, fall on Jesus, and live. Sometimes the way is lonely, it's still filled with pain. So if your sky is dark, then pours the rain. And cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus. Jesus, fly to Jesus.